And welcome to the Killer Park Boys Fan Federation podcast. This is a special episode because we just found out this week that though the show, or at least I've been aware that the show's been on TV since 2001. I didn't know the exact day. I didn't know what the exact day was, but it was this week was the 20th anniversary, and uh, they did they created a special for that. I didn't know. I didn't even know it was live when it was shown. Did you watch it when it was live? Yeah, I watched the first part of it, uh, and then there was some sort of internet fuckery, as they put it, uh, and then um, I, I missed when they went live the second time, so it kind of was a bummer, but but uh, so I got to see the first few minutes of it, and it was pretty funny, you know, it was just, uh, this year it was, it was the boys and Randy, and they were just kind of sitting around and getting drunk and stoned and partying and talking, and you know, it was kind of like one of the uh, the podcasts they did, you know? I didn't watch every single minute of it, so they didn't bring J-Rock back, right? He didn't make an appearance? Not that I saw. I don't know. Fucking Cyrus wasn't on? No, I don't think so. I didn't, uh, like I said, I didn't watch the second half or anything, or, or I don't even know if I saw all of the first part either, you know? I, mean, I clicked onto it and only saw from wherever it was till it shut off, which was only a couple minutes. Yeah. I think I might have smoked weed at a certain point, because... You watch any of their shows after a while, you feel like smoking weed. I, know, I don't know about you. <laughs> well, I'm always smoking weed, so. <laughs> well, they're fucking growing it or smoking it or talking about it or getting arrested with it. So it's like it's always on your mind pretty much. I don't know how many episodes there are where weed isn't at least mentioned. It seems like they shoehorn that into almost every single episode. I don't think there's a single episode where it's not smoked by somebody at least once. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, but I but that's normal though because there isn't a day that goes by that those of us that smoke like that that like I smoke every day all day like I don't stop I take my dab my little pen with me if I go to the store or whatever like I, mean, I won't walk around inside the store ripping it but like I'll be right out front when as soon as I walk outside and I'll hit it like I don't care you know or if we're in the car like I'll take a hit off a joint or a pipe or whatever like I don't care you know so you can drive stoned sure why not. Mm-hmm. You know, like Ray said, there's there's those of us that can drink and drive, and there's those of us that can't, you know? There's, there's <laughs> accidents that would happen even if you weren't still. Exactly, you know? <laughs> yeah, that is that is true. Uh, People get into car accidents sober, right? That happens. So. That's right. So I wrote a piece called The Dow of Ricky, and uh, for those listeners who don't know what a Dow is, it's a it's in Chinese philosophy, but you can apply it to other things. So they define it as the absolute. I thought it had to do with like the stock market or something. Oh, the, oh, the Dow. That's the Dow Jones. The oh, Dow. my bad, my bad. T A O. Yeah. <laughs> the absolute principle underlying the universe, combining with itself the principles of yin and yang, and signifying the way or code of behavior that is in harmony with the natural order. And uh, so I, I developed a piece called The Tao of Ricky. And so this is based on his outlook and his behavior and from what I can tell his philosophy, if you could call it a philosophy. So the first part is uh, be grateful for what you have, even if it is not very much. So that's one thing that's cool about Ricky. I think he's and even though he, he lives in a shitty car and he's he's like he's uh, he has to wipe all that crap off on top of it in order to go anywhere uh, he's like, thankful as long as he's got enough to eat and some dope and some liquor, he's happy, right? He doesn't expect too much. Hey, I can relate. I can relate. You don't need all that, man. 
simple man, simple means, you know, simple needs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, hey, I've, I've known people who are really bitter because they're not rich or they don't, they didn't get to go to the Bahamas this year or they didn't, they don't have the car they want. And you know what, that, that's no way to live. And unfortunately that only seems to kind of get worse yep. over time, you know? Yep. Uh, the Very next, much. The next part is nothing is more important than friends and family. Mm. So, you know, there was once a study they took where they spoke to these seniors in a nursing home and they asked them what was the most important thing to them at that point in their lives where, you know, they probably were going to pass away soon. And they all said it was it was just family. It was just about relationships. It wasn't about material shit. Yeah, because none of that shit matters, man. None of it. Absolutely. Like when I get old, I already got a plan. Like I'm going to give all my stuff to my kids or my son. I only got the one. You know, whatever. Then I'm just going to check into a home. Screw it. I don't need nothing. I'll just sit around and shuffle around the home all stone and hit on the old pensioner ladies, you know? Like, it'll be awesome. <laughs> well, you know something? There's actually a lot of swinging going on in nursing homes. You know what I'm saying, bro? I'll be throwing mad parties up in there. <laughs> I'll be flooding that place with liquor. Some raised good liquor, you know? <laughs> yes. Did you, uh, did you change as a person when your son was born? I mean... Yes and no. I mean, uh, uh, I definitely like to try to show him, you know, a much better example. Like, so when my son's around, I, and that's not always good because if you get in trouble by yourself, like it still shows an example. So I have done that. Like, like when I'm by myself, I might do my own thing. Like, you know, it's like Ricky said in one of the episodes that I was just watching earlier, you know, it's like people say you can't get drunk and stoned when you have kids, you know, because it's not responsible. But all you got to do, you just got to get up in the morning, you know, because that's being responsible. So <laughs> wake up your big plastic tube. You got to get right. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, yes and no. I mean, like I still cut loose and I still party and I still get crazy and I've still had my ups and downs since. I mean, my boy's 14 and like, you know, I was still getting in trouble for some years like yeah, I've been out of trouble now, what, like six, seven years, five years, something like that. What is it? Five years. So, I mean, recently, no. I mean, yeah, I've totally changed and been much, you know, uh, less of a troublemaker. But, uh, you know, but but prior to his birth, like, yeah, oh, I was, you know, I was a hellcat. <laughs> is, is, he, is he stay out of trouble? Yeah, he's a pretty good kid. Oh, he's a pretty good kid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was great to get a little better, but. Uh, so the next part yeah. is be an expert in what you do, even if you're only good at one thing. So Ricky's supposedly like the greatest at growing dope. And uh, what was the best dope? Yeah, it, well, it's really the specialists who do things really, really well, you know, instead of being a jack of all trades. And uh, it's funny because you look at Ricky, like most in, mo in most respects, he's really dumb. But when it comes to growing weed suddenly he turns into a scientist he understands everything about mating the male and female plants and well it's because he's you know he's self-learned self-learned yeah self-learned yeah. himself he self, yeah. he self taught himself <laughs> have you ever tried to grow dope before grow weed plants yeah yeah up where i live it's done all over the place no yeah, you got the climate for it yeah 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 we're here in california yeah we we grow all kinds of weed does it grow well out there? Like, have you grown it in your yeah. yeah, come on. I mean, Snoop Dogg doesn't rap about it for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, you got a fence. You got to like build a fence around it or something, because like wild, like deer and some animals really enjoy eating cannabis. For obvious. Oh yeah. Well, it's a little flower. It's a little, you know, like a little fruit, basically. Like they it tastes good. Yeah, 
and they probably get high too. Oh yeah, for sure. You got it right. Well, that's you the thing. Think, you know, you don't think a deer likes running around stone off his little deer tits? You know, fucking awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, it's gonna chill out after being chased by hunters and shit, right? Right. <laughs> You're gonna chill out a little bit. Yeah, it's not just humans who enjoy getting drunk. Like they say, like in the fall when a lot of berries and other fruits fall to the ground, they ferment like the fruits, like grapes do when they make wine. And a lot oh, of animals do. eat it and they get drunk. A lot of birds. That's why a lot of birds like crash into windows and shit because they're fucking drunk. <laughs> Don't drink and fly, right? <laughs> uh, I can totally relate to that though. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess, I mean, that's like Pruno on the ground, right? Well, yeah, kind of, yeah. I mean, I've made Pruno, and, uh, you know, there's been a few times where I'd have, like, a juice box. Uh, You'll get a juice box, and just just set your juice box on your shelf for a couple weeks, and then watch it begin to blow up, and then it'll start swelling up, and it'll get real tight, and then, you know, poke a straw in that thing, and it'll be like, you know, low-level table wine. I'm telling you, yeah. Happen to a a half a bottle of just Ocean Spray or whatever, freaking cranberry grape juice. Left it out on the counter, fucking for like a week and a half, half you know, half of it just left it sitting there. I wasn't even thinking about it. And then next thing I know, I realized I was like, shit, that sucker looks kind of blown up. And, I, and as soon as I opened it, all you hear was, and anyone who's ever made it knows what I'm talking about because the gas is built up in there. That's why you got to burp it, and so we got to be careful because you burp it and all the smell comes out, and that's how people get caught and stuff, you know. But uh, uh, and I was like, oh shit, look, that's some fucking low-level table wine right there. Probably like three percent, four percent, or whatever. What do you but, mean, uh, like, it out past its expiration date? Well, yeah, no, yeah, but not necessarily just past its expiration date. Like, you can make it out of fresh uh, fucking, you know. Uh, but you need heat and stuff when you do all that. Like, my buddy Kevin, he's the one who, who could tell us how to uh, make the liquor and the shine. He's 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 the good maker guy. Plus, he's going to school for it, too. You know, he's getting get certified. I can't wait. We're going to make raise good liquor, and I'm going to model some uh, bottles for him. I didn't you know. know. Print them on 3D printers. I guess I didn't, there were courses, courses that you could take where you can learn how to make booze. I mean, it makes sense, of course. Oh, yeah, you got to get certified and stuff to do that stuff legitimately, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like a college course, right? He's not going away for two or three years. No, no, no. I think he's doing it he's doing it online or maybe maybe at the college because there is a, a college in Napa. Yeah. I mean, it seems like probably the easiest kind of liquor would be would be vodka. You can make it with, like, potatoes and other things. Whereas grapes, I don't know, you've got to stomp on them all and everything. I think you can make vodka out of basically anything. Pretty much, yeah. Grains, yeah. We could probably make vodka just out of some dirt. <laughs> dirt liquor. Yeah. Dirt liquor. Or just Man, like- that, remind, that reminds me of this movie I watched one time. I can't remember what it was. I think it was Office Uprising or something, basically. It was like a zombie thing, but everyone went crazy when they drank this power drink at this company. And one of the bosses was going crazy, and he was like, did you know that in some countries they're so poor that people are frying dirt as pancakes and selling it? We need to get into we need to get into this business. <laughs> like, That's what they do in Haiti. Like, a lot of the poor kids, they eat mud to, like, to stave off the hunger pains. That's a real I mean, thing. yeah. Well, one thing I never understood is um, the combination of coffee and alcohol, like a cup of coffee with Kahlua in it. Because one's an upper and the other one's a downer. Do you like those drinks? Uh, I mean, kind of, uh, I've always been a mixer like of my party drugs. Like I used to do like I'd do everything, dude. Weed, liquor, coke, fucking all in one night party. You know, woo! Uh, do some fucking nitrous rip whippets and shit. Like let's get off, dude. But uh, I don't know. I mean, 
when you balance them, you kind of balance like on a scale if you think about it. If you do too much to one side, your scale gets too heavy in tips. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, maybe that'd be a good hangover cure, right? Because you got hair of the dog, but you yeah. have some caffeine to get you going. So maybe that's the best time to drink it. Yeah, I guess you could always just go get one of them like Sparks or them Four Locos or whatever they're called. I always hated those Four Locos. They got those up there, Canada? I haven't heard of it, but you they're never- like uh, they're like they're like energy drink liquor malt beverages is what they are. Hmm. Yeah, that's a strange. They're company. pretty. They're pretty crazy, dude. Yeah, I think there was one brand that was like killing some college kids or something for a while. I don't really fucking remember, but I think I heard something like that. And maybe, uh, maybe that's yeah. for a functional drunk, so you could like drive drunk, so you're alert. Exactly, it's to help you get to work in the morning. <laughs> Stave off the shakes, so you don't. You know, veer the car into the fucking wall or something, or an oncoming traffic. You save the Jim Beam for later. But you drink that's right. That's that's for lunch now. Instead of having to drink that on the way there, you get the energy liquor drink to get you to work, and then you can have the fucking you can have the the rum, the rye at lunch with your sandwich <laughs> well, in see, the parking it's, lot it's while you listen to Trailer Park Boys Fan Federation. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in this part of the world, it's different from the way it is in Europe. In Europe, like as a kid, you drink wine and you grow up. So it's so like it's not a thing where when you become an adult, you want to get caught up. You want to start drinking. Whereas uh-huh. over, over here, you're not allowed to drink until a certain age and then you overdo it. So you got like college kids like puking their guts out at the end of the night. Whereas in Europe, they just they've been drinking all their lives. They drink at the movie theater. They drink everywhere. So it's not a t- uh, um. Down in Louisiana, like the Creole and stuff down there, uh, some of some of them, the uh, shoot, what are they called? It's not, oh, man, I can't even remember. But anyway, I was, uh, I heard about that too. Like, yeah, by like a certain age, I started letting kids have glasses of wine with Sunday dinner and and uh, you know special occasions and like that. So you introduce it, and then you know they don't go crazy. Because think about it, dude, you you hold something from somebody and tell them no for so long. Then you know they go crazy, or then when they got to sneak, you know I try to explain this a lot to people before. When I have to sneak, you know it's it either do too much too fast or fucking you get more like you get into shadier shit. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, my mother had the attitude of like, basically I know you're gonna find a way to get alcohol, so you might as well drink it at home so that you don't get into trouble. But ultimately at my friend's place we ended up getting arrested. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let me see. The next part of the Dal Ricky is don't take shit from anyone for any reason. So even when Ricky's like sh- got getting caught shoplifting or whatever it is he's doing, if someone gives him attitude, he just tells him to fuck off. Then you know something? There's a lot of occasions in my life when I should have told someone to fuck off and I didn't. And I regret that in a big way. The actress of Helen Mirren said that's her number one regret that she didn't tell more people to fuck off earlier in life. Yep. Yep, luckily I grew up from a fuck-off kind of family, so I've, I've never been afraid to say it. I used to say it to all kinds of people at schools. I'd say it for other people at schools. You know, it's too bad I wasn't at school with you, but I would have said it. I would have told all kinds of people, fuck off, dude. I don't like, you know, I don't like that shit, dude. I wish, you know, you want, you, want, you want to bully someone? Come bully me, dude, to see how that fucking works out. Well, we're because, all polite. I got, a, I got a bigger brother even than me. <laughs> How much older is he than you? He's not older than me. <laughs> oh, is he a half brother? Or, or no, 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 no. He, well, yeah, he's a half brother, but he's my younger brother. But he's he's bigger than me. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Usually the baby grows up to be the biggest. You ever notice that? What was that? The baby usually grows up to be the biggest. I didn't know that. I didn't know that the... I, I don't know what it is. Like, I used to always see that, and then I'd see it in movies, and, you know, here comes Tiny, here comes the little brother, and he's always, like, a foot taller than everybody. Well, my brother's not really much taller, but, I mean, he's way, you know, he's got, like, fucking 30 pounds on me, 20 pounds on me. Well, I'm getting a little heavier now, but I'm just getting belly fat, though. <laughs> I don't know. I think, well, I think the youngest tends to be spoiled more, I think they say, so maybe they get more food. I don't that, know. That's probably why. Yep. Yep. Yep, he got taken care of better than the rest of us. I mean, I got I got kicked out when I was younger, so I mean, hey, whatever. Well, speaking of that, uh, the next part uh, is being a good parent isn't about money. So just like how you know Ricky uh, teaches Trinity skills, sometimes not appropriate skills, like driving at the age of nine and uh, smoking cigarettes and stealing things. But it uh, there are a lot of parents who have money and who are not good parents. They just buy their kids love and. Most people who grew up that way were not really happy about it. So like, in what ways uh, do you parent your son uh, that don't have specifically to do with money where you're not just giving them stuff? Well, I don't have a lot of money, so I don't just give him stuff anyway. Uh, I like to buy him things on his days, you know, if it's his birthday or if it's Christmas. I know it's everybody's day or things like that, like – that's when I show them that, like, here you go, I'll spoil you a little bit. You've been pretty good. I'll buy you a little something nice for Christmas or your birthday or something. Like, last year I bought him a dirt bike. That's about, that's about all I got him all year. Christmas rolled around. I told him you're not getting much this Christmas because I bought you a nice dirt bike. And he's like, I understand, Dad. You know? And, uh, you know, I mean, he's a pretty good kid. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know? Uh, last time you, you guys got together, you had – a very trailer park boys kind of get together. You watched wrestling together. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, but that was kind of technically free because WWE's in cahoots with Peacock now, and I already have the Peacock app, you know. Uh, oh. And so, like, I didn't have to pay anything for wrestling. Like, it just was on. And, and he kind of likes it, like every, you know, young teenage kid does. And uh, my buddy's son, who's I think he's 15 now, might be 16, he's 15, he still likes it, and so, of course, I knew he'd want to come down, and him and my son have hung out, and fucking their little buds, and, uh, you know, my buddy Ryan's one of my best buds, and so, uh, they came down, and we just hung out, and, and then the boys spent the night, and fucking, you know, uh, went and partied, uh, fucking disco pool party, you know what I'm saying, and uh, out in the hot tub with the freaking, with the disco ball light speaker bumping tunes and it was party man it was fun and then uh and yeah like I, we go places and we do things but we don't always and like okay and like i tell them all the time like you don't just get the best of everything you know that's the thing you can't just like let your kids have whatever they want or the best of everything like i don't want this because it's not the fucking s47 or whatever like mm-hmm. you, know, you, you need to either he can wait, you know, until, you know, he can afford it or till something comes around or something. Otherwise, you know, you, you don't just rush out. Oh, I'm sorry. Here, you know, because then that shows him, you know, I was like, I get whatever I want and I need this uh, better stuff now. You know what I'm saying? And so then you just rush out and get it. You know, you don't do that. Like if they understand, you know, like, all right, well, if you don't want this and you want the better one, well, then you'll have to wait till whatever day comes where it's a possibility, you know, uh, that type of thing, you know, I'll do. Um, well, the stuff doesn't last forever, but those memories, no. those will last. Yeah, like taking them out dirt biking, we done that. 
Uh, we don't do it enough. It'd be nice. I need to do it more. But I don't get him up all the time. He's only been coming up like once a month, you know, pretty much this last year, you know, since the start of the year in these last few months. Prior than that, it was only like once or twice or maybe three times a year for a little while there. But do you live near the desert at all? Is there any desert land around? No, no, not really. Uh, you know, I'm in Northern California. Um, I mean, if you go a couple hours, like you can go down southwest, Southern California. Yeah, there's a lot of deserts. Uh, go east, desert go east a ways. You know, go out into like Nevada, uh, um, like southeast a little bit. Yeah, you can get out there. There's deserts out there and stuff. But not really right here. Yeah, I'd love to go to a desert someday. I'd love to experience that kind of isolation. You ever seen, yeah. You ever seen a photo of the Bolivian salt flats before? Uh, the Bolivian salt flats? It's like this, in, so in Bolivia? This, yeah, so it's this like a, this large flat area, and it's covered with salt. And well, we have one here in the United States, too. It's it's huge. Like From one end to the other, like you don't see uh, you don't see mountains in the horizon. Like It's just like it's flat. And then and when, nothing. It, when it rains, like, does it, does it reflect the sky? I, I don't know. I don't know. I've never been to it. My, my brother, my middle brother, the one in between me and my youngest, he rode across the country on Harleys with our dad, um, a couple of years ago and, uh, they rode through it. So he'd be, you know, I don't think it was raining though, but, uh, yeah, and the he, he liked it. He said it was pretty cool. Well, they said that, like when it rains, it reflects the sky, and they say it's like where heaven and earth meet, so to speak, because it, it it's supposed to be like just an amazing visual, just like walking on a huge I, river, yeah. I always thought where heaven and earth met was the liquor store. Well, that too, yeah. The LC, baby. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's that's governed by the, the government here in Canada, but yeah, you guys get liquor everywhere, right? Gas yes, station. yes. You know, it took me a while to figure out what LC was. I had to look up, but I get it as liquor control, because you guys got it. It's controlled by, you know, the government up there. Well, nowadays, well, in, here in Ontario, there's also the beer store, so you can, that's where you get your beer. There's some independent wine stores, so they've kind of opened that up a little bit. But, yeah, basically, and there is, like, one one or two grocery stores around that sells beer, but, yeah, it's uh, you can't go to the convenience store and just get a tall boy that doesn't have beer. Not everywhere and definitely not near me, but, I mean, there's places where it's 24 hours a day shit i think in texas they got like drive through liquor stores you just pull up and be like hey give me a bottle of liquor here you go have a nice day sir you know like it's like it's taco bell <laughs> they probably have drive through gun stores in texas <laughs> no i no, doubt that, that yet. getting getting a gun is not as easy as everyone thinks it is it's not oh, okay no <laughs> all right the uh, next part is when time Oh, yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. Anybody who doesn't like it can fuck off. So, yes. So stop worrying about uh, keeping up the with the Joneses. Whatever tickles your fancy, do it. You know, as long as it doesn't hurt other people. Right. But uh, stop giving a shit about whether people approve of what you do, whatever your hobbies are, whatever you want to do for a career. That's it's, right. Fuck the Joneses. If they talk shit, pee in their pool. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Or do that this prank that Howie Mandel I think he got suspended from a school for doing this, but he he threw like an O Henry bar in a swimming pool and he <laughs> piped in and grabbed it with his teeth and they all thought it was a piece of shit. So they, uh, they, was it, uh, Baby Ruth I think is a good one because it's got the peanuts and stuff. Nuts, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I think that was a uh, Caddyshack, wasn't that? That was Caddyshack that did that. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe he saw Caddyshack and got. Yeah, the, I think that was Caddyshack. 
Bill Murray had to scoop it out. Then yeah, then he ate it in front of everybody. All the rich yeah. yuppie, <laughs> yeah. all the white privilege got mad and ran away. <laughs> oh no, don't worry, I don't believe in white privilege. It's okay. <laughs> I just like to make I like to make fun of it sometimes. Well, you mean you haven't been given money and and your no. thing for free? No. No, and every time the cops stopped me, they not once ever said, "Mr. White Man, you get to leave. Have a good day." No, not once. No, I get to I get to go directly to jail. I don't pass go. I don't collect two hundred dollars. I go straight to prison. I get a fucking eyeball with a flashlight up my butthole of a, a kick in the back of the head, beat up a few times, you know, all that stuff. I get all the same treatment as everybody else. That's the thing. Same. Except we all get the same treatment. Will Will Smith has much better life than you. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. You know, here's a perfect way I can prove white privilege doesn't exist. Exactly. I'm standing in line at the at the at the bagel shop to get a bagel, and in walks LeBron, Oprah, Denzel, and Will Smith. And you tell me they're going to continue serving me first? No way. No. No way in hell. No way. I, in I hell. Give it to them for free, which is it's a paradox. <laughs> people give you shit. 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 I'd probably buy theirs because I'd be so starstruck. Hey, oh, yes, sir, Mr. Denzel. <laughs> I'm going to get that bagel for you, sir. <laughs> All right. The next part is uh, when times are tough, get drunk and or stoned. That's right. Because then whatever happens, it didn't really happen because you can't remember and it's not really your fault. Well, what was the thing he was saying? Uh, we're, we're stoned, so we can't understand our rights right now. Exactly. Yes. That's when uh, I remember they're drinking. He's drinking the ranch and eating the stack of bread yeah, after they smoked that weed. <laughs> hey, we're stoned, so we can't understand our rights right now. You can't arrest us. <laughs> There might be something to that, you know. I mean, if you, you uh, have to understand your rights when they're being read to you, yeah, and they have to ask you that. And if you don't understand it, maybe that could uh, get you acquitted or something, you know. Well, they got around that down here. They don't have to read you your rights at the time of arrest. They just have to read you your rights before they take you from booking upstairs. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they got around that down here. I'm just wondering who the hell Miranda was. They called them their Miranda. Right? Exactly. And why, like, did she get to choose what's right? You know, like, fuck. Yeah. Maybe she was such a rebel. This is, they just thought, yeah, we had to invent a whole system of rights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. This bitch was so crazy. <laughs> we had to create a whole list, a whole uh, fucking dossier of uh, rules and regulations just around her. <laughs> she was like like Lucy that time when she got arrested, <laughs> hitting cops, and they had her down on the ground and shit. All <laughs> uh, right, the next one is swear when you're pissed off, you'll let off a lot of steam. What is more effective? Right. Maybe, well, maybe kicking an, an inanimate object that helps too. Uh, I feel like fucking you should just swear all the time, like just like why why wait for the tea kettle to build up and you go. You can just fucking just pop her all the time, and like you never worry about it exploding. Like it's cool, just a little all day long. Like every like ten minutes, just give yourself a little shit, bitch. You know, <laughs> you can do it under your breath. You know, you don't have to you don't have to yell at where the kids and the and the you know the the coworkers or the the boss or whoever or whatever the church you know uh, sister whoever at the church or whatever. You know, you, gotta, you can just oh, fuck a motherfucker, you know, real quick, and you'll feel better. I promise. <laughs> totally. Uh, let me see. The next one is always look at the silver lining. Rationalize long enough and you'll find it. So, yeah, he, he's good at that. Ricky's good at that word. No matter, even when he's in jail, he's like, you know what? You get three squares a day and uh, <laughs> he'll, right. he'll, he'll, by the end of it, he'll say, I love fucking jail. You know, hey, hey, 
perfect example. You know, I used to say, you know, jail isn't so bad, especially during the winter if you're out on the streets. But, uh, like, I used to, people used to come down, like, they'd be like, oh, man, it sucks that you were homeless when I was homeless. And I'd be like, no, dude, you guys are fucking insane. Like, come down to my spot and check it out, dude. This is when I had the tarp set up and the, and the shower thingy and the barbecue and all that stuff I was telling you about and the, and the guest tents. And, like, like the like I'd be like, dude, I have everything you, everything you guys have at home. I got a generator hidden off into the bushes in between camps that we share between these camps so we can have power at times. I got... I got a car battery set up that I can run power off of. Like, I got the fucking. I have everything that that you guys have at home, but I don't pay any bills. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't pay rent. I don't pay. But do, I mean, I guess the one downside is the cops can come in and kick you out of there at any time. <laughs> well, it's like that from Fight Club. The things you own begin to own you, right? Exactly. But like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's all about how you look at it. Like, sure, I could have looked at that. You know, yeah, we didn't have shit. But then again, like, I was dry. I was warm. I could entertain myself with a little entertainment on my portable dvd player with the power that i had if i wanted and fucking we can cook some food and party go take a shower in the fucking little homemade shower thing down there like you know whatever dude like why why stress on what you don't have be grateful got some liquor got some fucking dope like got some you know let's party it up you guys let's get stoned and drunk and fucking and the cool thing about it is if you're stoned and drunk that's another thing like uh it's cool. You you don't even know you're sleeping outside sometimes. Like you just wake up outside and like it's already over by then. It's like oh fuck, I slept outside tonight. No big deal. <laughs> well, I think there's become one thing that's changed about homelessness in America, from what I understand, is that now there's a lot of nomads. These people who uh, instead of just living on the streets in one city, they're just traveling all over the place and getting well, the punk the and, punk rocks the punk rock scene used to do that a lot. You know. Uh, I used to know a lot of punk rock guys and they would come down, you know, they'd hitchhike, you know, through Portland and down into, you know, through California. And, the, and they'd always stay in one spot for a few weeks, like maybe a month. And he's, then they're, all right, we're, you know, and, uh, you know, a lot of, um, you know, I, I used to call them new age hippies, you know, it's like all, my, you know, all the buddies we had in the, uh, you know, nineties and two thousands, early thousands that were still wearing like tie dyes and kind of like running around like Woodstock or not Woodstock, but like Burning Man's and shit. Or, or they're always wearing those like hemp. Remember the hemp necklaces? Did you guys, you guys rocking those up there? And like, the, yeah, which I rocked the hemp. I'm not going to lie. I rocked the hemp necklace. Dude, I had a fat one with this huge mushroom bead back in like the, you know, mid nineties. Well, yeah, my... It goes a long way, right? It lasts a long time. Oh yeah. Cool. Fabric, yeah. Oh yeah, it lasts for dang near ever. Yeah. I think until it gets attacked by shit moths. Yeah, right. Oh, the moths go after it. <laughs> well, I don't know. Moths eat everything, right? Oh geez, if you ever see a moth go into your own fucking killer, because I had a problem with moths once. It took for fucking ever to get rid of them. They just keep laying eggs and unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, dude. They come in here, you know, they fly in here, go in your uh, closet, and they fucking eat the clothes. And well, I mean, or, well, they're just always drag in the their balls all over the place, get their moth yeah, moth balls all over everything, dude. And you probably get even worse moths down there since like everything seems to get bigger in the warmer climates. So yeah, the bigger moths and the bigger roaches and stuff. Dude, I've seen moths that carry a house cat away. Yeah, bro. <laughs> you can fucking hear. You hear it's like a helicopter flying above you. <laughs> do, you, do you ever get like coyotes coming around oh yeah every yeah. night uh okay like maybe 200 yards from my house is the highway it's just a two-lane highway and right across that is a huge cow pasture and uh yeah every night man you can hear him out there man all them coyotes uh my, my neighbor ryan could uh, attest to that shit 
fucking damn my neighbor Rob. But uh, but anyway, yeah, like there's bunches of them every single night. Uh, I used to live not like like not far from here, just you know, like half hour away. You, know, you start going up the hill to towards Cobb Mountain up there, you can get some uh, mountain lions and stuff. You can see all that stuff. Uh, That's Steve French paying a visit now. And yeah, then. yeah, dude, I've seen <laughs> some of them up there. Yeah, Steve French, just one big stone horny hungry kitty, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't wear any leopard print clothing on <laughs> Like Trevor. I don't want to talk about it. Right? Then he's eating salt and vinegar chips, you idiot. No wonder. Yeah. Do you have that down there, salt and vinegar tri- chips? Yeah, totally. Oh. That was yeah. One. That we, one. We that also make vinegar on French fries here, but I don't think Americans do that, right? No, I mean, I think some weirdo Americans do because I want to be like weird like you guys, you know? And Maybe like British people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the you know, the ones that are like you know dating English. Can I just say that like uh, English chicks got hot accents, bro? Yes. Yeah. English, Australian, Irish. You know, actually, can I just go and say like an an, uh, an accent in general to me is pretty much hot. I've French. been listening to, I've been watching a lot of other uh, foreign shows lately, and and some here, you know, with uh, my mom's watching this show and it takes place uh, down south of here. Um, Louisiana or, or some, but they all had strong southern draw, and I'm just like, oh, that's so hot. Like, I'm really been noticing now ever since you brought it up to me that one day, and like, so I've been listening to accents a lot more, and I'm like, fuck, dude, like, I like accents are hot. Like, I want one now. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I want, I want, a, I want a girlfriend with an accent now, dude. I think, I think that's it. That's what it is. That's why I haven't had a girlfriend in so long. Like, I'm just bored and tired of the West Coast. Like, I'm done. Been here, I've done this. Been here for f- almost 40 years. Are you surrounded uh, by valley girls there? That well, yeah, that and just like, you know, just like regular. It's not all valley girls in California. Trust that. Trust and know that. But, yes, I've been around a lot, uh, a lot of them. Um, but there's a lot of, like, you know, rocker chicks, a lot of um, Latino chicks, you know. Uh, depending on what part, like, you go down the city, you got, you know, you, know, you got your uh, – Black chicks, you got your Asian chicks, you know. But I haven't been, I haven't lived in the city that much. I've been much more country, much more outside. I mean, I lived in San Francisco for like a year, and I lived in Oakland for like four months. Uh, but besides that, like I haven't lived in any other city. I, I've stayed in plenty. I've hitchhiked up and down California. Like I said, I never left California. I've been to o- Oregon once, and Nevada like four or five times, and that's it. I've never been anywhere else. And I'm just so it's like, I don't know. Like I can't. I want to move out of here so bad. I can't wait. And that's what I'm, I'm hoping to do. In September, I'll have my degree for my uh, uh, digital arts. That's what I'm learning to do. Um, my AA, and uh, yes, I will be going for my BA. I'm gonna continue, but I'm gonna take that AA and start applying to 3D companies and production companies and whatever d- design companies, anything I can find uh, anywhere outside of California. I, I mean, I mean, I'll check California too because I mean, if something comes up, that's cool. My son's here. Uh, but him and I have already kind of talked about it. He, he, he'd like to move to Florida. He'd like to move to Canada. I both places I'd like to go, you know, there's other places I'd like to go to. Uh, but I mean, I guess it all depends kind of on where I get a job. If I get a job, you know what I'm saying? Um, are but, you thinking it, would you like want to work in like a CGI or video games and that stuff too? Uh, well, anything at the moment, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, like I said, my goal is to eventually, you know, try to, make my own little cartoon, you know, my own little movie, my own little stories, you know, something. But ultimately, but like, it really wouldn't matter to me if I just got a, a nice little job somewhere for some 
3D company, if I'm making rocks for the background, you know, yeah. modeling rocks, you know, I'm cool with that. Like, if it pays the bills and, I, and then I can work on my own little stuff on the side and I can get my own little spot. And then, like I said, my son already knows he's 14. He's already grown up. Like he gets some things like he knows that, you know, we got to figure, you know, dad's got to move. Can't listen, you know, and uh, he kind of wants to get out of California too, man. And so, uh, which is kind of a bummer for his mom, I think, because I don't know if she's going to. Not that I want her to follow me. I definitely don't want that. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, as as he gets older, he can always go back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Like, he yeah. can, you know, visit. You know, he can fly or whatever, go visit. And that's the thing. He doesn't have to stay with me all the time. I don't, you know, that's up to him. Like I've always told him, you know, I'm not going to make him, you know, because if, he, if he's happy where he's at, until he says, Dad, I don't want to be here no more, then I'm not going to interfere. You know, that's fine. I let him know that I'll second you want it you know but otherwise i'm waiting for you to tell me you want it but uh anywho uh yeah i want to move somewhere and so maybe then maybe when i move somewhere and it's new and it's like a new city a new place new people new friends new chicks new accents maybe yeah. i might get, maybe i might get back into the dating scene i was thinking about that lately <laughs> i don't know why that just came up i don't know where the hell that came from oh you we were talking about europe for some reason that's what it was the last, part the Dow, last part of the Dow, Ricky, is keep your expectations low. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Does that seem like I have high expectations there on any of that? No, not really. But, I mean, not really. nothing wrong with it, obviously, with advancing yourself. But yeah, You got uh, to have a little ambition, right? You got to you gotta actually want to grow the dope and sell it. You got to actually want to, you know. Yeah. I guess you, you can't have no ambition. Well, I guess like, well, like from my point of view, my you know my my other podcast, the big one, Human Monsters, I never had the app, the I never had the attitude of like I don't have five million listeners. Woe is me! I was always grateful for you know having five hundred, then a thousand, and then two thousand. Like yeah. I was really grateful every step of the way that it's kept growing. So I I feel like you know the fact that I've been grateful for that all along has made it a really positive experience. So you don't get – not everybody gets to be number one. Only one person exactly. gets number one. Exactly. So, you know. Yeah, no, you got to be grateful. It's like uh, I was – a buddy of mine was asking me the other day, uh, you know, how many people listen to you guys? And I said, a few, enough. You know, it's cool. I mean, sure, more would be great. But, like, we got the few. I go, I, go, I know we get a couple hundred on one, a couple hundred on the other. And we add it all up together. We probably get – you know, in the upper hundreds, maybe close to a thousand listeners, roughly or so. And he goes, "Really? Wow, that's." And I was waiting for him to say some, you know, some shit about it. He goes, "That's really cool, man. If I had like thirty, I'd be happy, dude." You know, and I was just like, "Yeah, you're right, hundred percent." Like, just we we really just got to be grateful for whoever actually takes the time out of their day to listen to us bullshit about bullshit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so so, so thank show. you. I love you. <laughs> Those friends of yours that went to the show, Virginia and Kevin, I think it was. Yeah, Virginia you, and Kevin. They, yeah. Do you think they'd enjoy uh, calling into the show and being guests? Oh, I guarantee they would. Uh, I already mentioned it to both of them a few times, and uh, they've said yes. Uh, Virginia would probably be a little bit easier to make it happen uh, because you know she's you know, a little more. I don't. I don't want to say predictable because like I'm making it off that my friend Kevin's not, but my buddy Kevin, I love him to death. But uh, he can be a little bit flaky at times, you know. So you know, he he's always like, "I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy." He wouldn't say yes and then not show up. He would he would do that. But uh, it might be like, it might take me a minute to get him to say yes, you know. All right, because he's always busy. I'm always busy. I'm always busy. I'm like, fuck off with your busy, dude. 
<laughs> Take an hour out of the week, you dick, you know? <laughs> but, but oh, yeah. 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 But yes, you know, and hopefully he's listening to this at some point and, um, you know, uh, maybe this will light a little fire up his ass and go, oh, yeah, fucker, I'll be on next week. You know, who knows? <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Right? Yeah. You know, definitely. So I'm going to move on to the next segment. So Raymond and I, well, I, we, I created the assignment and we both did it. So we both made top 10 lists of our favorite episodes of Trailer Park Boys. And uh, so... I'm thinking like well, this was not fucking easy, dude. You know that, right? Yeah, going through there's a lot of episodes, well over a hundred. There's a lot, and it's like to actually pick ten that are my favorite. Like, it was really hard because I love so many. Oh, there's a lot you of know? ups, yeah. You uh, know, it's like. So I'm thinking we'll we'll start we'll start ten and count down, and we'll eat, we'll do I'll do one, you do one, so like I'll do my ten, and then you do your ten, and then so on. So my number 10 was fucking fucked out of her fucking minds. So it, that was the episode where they were drinking – Ricky was drinking the salad dressing or – no, wait. No, that was in season 12, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's what it was. That's season 12, episode 10 is the last one. Yes. So it was the bachelor party and mm-hmm. they had mushrooms and turned into cartoons. And uh, it was it was a really great episode because like, it had humor but it had a lot of emotion too like when they watched – the the, the the home movies of them as kids and stuff and uh, mm-hmm. they were yeah. getting with with uh, Leahy and Randy for a change and it was like it was just really it's a really cool episode in that regard where everyone was happy even though at, toward the end it all turned to shit but uh, <laughs> yeah uh, that, and and unless I'm mistaken that's the last time on screen we see John that's right well I mean they did put out that last Christmas uh, special but in terms of the series yeah that's okay yeah, yeah yeah you're yeah right you're right they kind of they acknowledged um, him in the special they put out for the 20th anniversary they just kind of they kind of in passing mentioned him not being around anymore but yeah they still haven't mentioned uh, how they're gonna deal with that in the series at least I don't know how they're gonna do it yeah I don't know I mean I'm assuming that they're just going to roll with the cart, like the, what the cartoons explanation of what happened was, you know, like he's passed, he's gone. Like to my understanding, it happened. The cartoon series happened. Like the jail series takes place after that. I mean, unless I'm mistaken and unless the jail series is them actually getting arrested after the, um, you know, fucked out of our fucking mind where they eat the mushrooms and that's where they're, but then again, everyone was with them when, when that happened. So that can't be the same time. So I don't know. And they showed they showed Randy outside of prison. So if if Leahy had still been alive, they would have been together. So yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. You know, uh, it's funny that you said that one. It's not in my top ten. Okay, so like like I said, I I went through every episode. This is how I started. I went through every season, and I just started putting stars next to all the episodes that I know that I fucking love. You know what I'm saying? Which I really like every single episode. There's not an episode I don't like. You know, there really isn't. Uh, like I love everyone. I can watch anyone at any time. But there's anyway. Got to the end. There was 26. So I have 26 favorite episodes. I guess I would say, you know, because these all were all the ones that got a star next to them. So then I started trying to. I actually started going through those and naming off. Okay, like really thinking about it and reading synapses and watching clips of and going through them. And okay, when I got to my 10, uh, that's when I actually watched every episode starting last night. And I wish I I took better notes. I didn't think about it till today. Like I watched like five episodes of, of them last night and didn't take a single note because it was late and I was stoned and I didn't start till like freaking midnight, you know. <clears throat> and um, anyway, 
uh, I actually, so out of those 26, I got my 10 and I made three honorable mentions. And one of my honorable mentions is, uh, fucked out of, fuck, fucking fucked out of our minds. Oh, um, that would be, if it hadn't gone further up beyond 10. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These were the ones that were like so close to making it. Like I had to like go. It was either this one or that one. You know what I'm saying? And I had to go. Uh, uh, uh. All right, that one. You know what I'm saying? They were like honorable mentions. So fucked in the face. Uh, fucking fucked out of our minds was one of my honorable mentions. So that's pretty cool that you like that one too. You know. But anyway, my number ten. Uh, who's the microphone assassin? Season three, episode four. I was getting changed, motherfucker. I'm getting changed, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what is that? Because I've even got the T-shirt, man. I've got the Bubbles T-shirt, man. Uh, you know, what is what it was. A, I got a gray, orange, white, a kitty and a white one, too. Something, something, something. There's a snake in my shoe, right? Mad and sea skills leave me struck because I roll with my kitties and I'm hard as fuck. <laughs> That, was, that shit was great, dude. That was a rough day for J-Rock, right? You got yeah, it was. Up and then got dissed by... Uh, uh, Detroit yeah. Velvet Smooth showed up and almost straight... Called DVD, almost called him DVD, like... Uh, <laughs> Ricky. Actually, both Ricky and uh, Jim Leahy he called him DVD, right? I think they both did. Actually, yeah, you're right. D- uh, uh, Jim did the very first time when he first showed up. You're right. And then um, Ricky was did it later on. Because remember, in the later seasons, DVD... There we go. I just did it. <laughs> DVS uh, comes back as a, a recurring character when J Rock's under the his mom. You know, I don't want to get into that just right now because because that's later on. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I um, live in Moncton. It's nothing like Detroit. So <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I always liked that one because it was just it was a fun episode. They uh, they did party a little bit. Um, I mean, you get to hear some music. You get to hear Bubbles rap. That's that really cool Bubbles rap. Uh, I mean, Corey and Trevor get up there and rap, uh, yeah, uh, which was so fucking stupid. And they're, they're making fun of J Rock about his, you know, you get exactly you get J Rock jerking off, running around, everyone's, you know, and then and then and then at the end, you got that J Rock, uh, cool little, you know, rap that he does. So, like, I, it was a good rap, good episode, in my opinion. That episode where they mentioned they charged the nine thousand dollars for one track on their album. I would love to hear that. <laughs> I'd love to hear Corey Trevor absolutely. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wonder if we could find that out there somewhere. I might look up. Try to see if I can look that up. We should look into that this week. See if we can find it. <laughs> My number nine was uh, chlamydia. So it's all because of uh, Ricky uh, getting his heart broken by Susan. He starts crying and shit. And one day I was thinking about that walking down the street, and I actually got choked up. Really? You talk about Ricky being dumped by Susan, and it, and it choked you up. Are you serious? Like him crying afterwards, you know? And he's like, no, no, man, I'm good. I feel you, brother. She was crazy. She was crazy. And she is a crazy bitch. But uh, but the sex was so good. <laughs> they were they were like yeah, amazing sex and sex, amazing sexual chemistry. But uh, temperamentally, they were uh, like oil. Well, it's like I guess it's it's a matter <laughs> of all the wrong things in common, basically. Well, in my sexual days and experience it's been that way i've mostly noticed like the ones that can really throw down with you are tend to be the crazy ones dude like the ones that are really like the camp like we be doing some banging fucking like uh, the thanksgiving like the drum at the thanksgiving day parade you know what i'm saying (laughs) uh they tend to be a bit of a firecracker also you know all right and what was your nine oh my nine the fucking way she goes, season five, episode three. Well, that's the fire, right? 
Uh, yes, yes, that's where they. That's right after uh, uh, Julian takes uh, Corey and Trevor to go steal the hash from Cyrus and Terry and Dennis and the Monte Carlo. So it's the ep- first episode that Julian actually has the Monte Carlo to start with. Uh, fucking, that's where they pave the hash driveway. That's where uh, uh, they go and bang behind the auto parts and burn the trailer down. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good episode. A lot happens in that one. A lot. Uh, Ray talks about how he had just paid off the trailer, fucking um, two weeks before, and his instant, his very next word goes, "I don't know, something I can leave to Ricky, I guess." And then, ironically, that evening, Ricky burns it down. Like, I, I always, I, I just was, I was just catching that in this time I watched it, and I was like, "Oh, that's so fucked." Like, I never really caught that part that he just like, he's like, "Yeah, I guess it's just something I can leave to Ricky now." Place <laughs> for golfing, golfing. Yeah, just golfing and, everywhere, man. And let Bubbles take the rap, and he's like, "Well, you know, you already took it, so I was going to stop you." And oh, dude, the 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 best part was when they're pulling up, because oh, and that's also because remember Ray's gambling, he's gambling, and so he steals the sixty bucks from Julian off the table, and then uh, they end up going to the uh, strip club that night, and so he gives Ray the liquor money to go up, and he goes into the freaking VLTs and loses all the liquor money, and they're like coming in, they're like, "What happened, to liquor?" And he goes, "Fucking way she goes, boys." And uh, Bubbles like, what? She go the way she goes. You're telling me the money went in the machine and it's gone, and that's how she goes. He's like, yeah, that's the way she fuck she goes, man. <laughs> but anyway, when they're coming back, as they're coming back and they're pulling up, and there's the cops and the fire department and the lights and the people are outside. They're like, what the hell's going on at Ray's? And all all you see is Ricky walk out of darkness. And you can hear him, Dad. We had a bit of a fire. It's no big deal. <laughs> and behind him, you can see, dude, the house is like leveled, dude. It's just a, it looks like a burnt matchbook box. <laughs> Yeah, right. Oh. Stay for breakfast is and yeah, and, and then, <laughs> okay. Yeah, and he's like, uh, "Oh yeah, you're making bre- bre- bacon for breakfast. Yeah, you can have uh, the last piece as long as I get the grease." And oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there at the end, Mer- and Julian's like, "Get everybody off the driveway, man." All right, get off my dad's driveway. It's, it's probably soft from all the heat, and it's all he's got left in the world. Now get out of here. <laughs> Uh, right. Uh, so my number eight is the winds of shit. So Ooh, that's a great episode. So, Julian doesn't have a lot of funny moments. He's usually the straight man. But this is one episode where he actually gets a big laugh because uh, Leahy warned Bubbles about the so-called shit winds, the winds of shit. And then when they're in that the Dartmouth vocational school to uh, fill Ricky's hash orders, they hear this whistling wind in the corridors, and Bubbles goes, it's the winds of shit. And Julian's like, the winds of shit, because Leahy never told him about it. So that was like – that was a really yeah. funny moment, like Julian, funniest moment in my opinion. I, I see – well, I mean, I guess the, the runner-up in terms of funny Julian moments would be when he was wearing the MC Hammer parachute pants. <laughs> yeah. Like a dick. <laughs> And then, and then, okay, and if there was another runner-up, I'd say when they thought he was the Sam Squanch and they started beating him up with oh, baseball, with the baseball bats. bats. Yeah. yeah. That black round, that was really good. Um, oh. Go ahead. All right. Yeah. Uh, my, my number eight is uh, The Bible Pimp from That's season two, episode five. That's the one where... Uh, the weird dude in the suit with the glasses and, and the really hot girl with the little Princess Leia braids on the side of her head yeah, uh, yeah. show up to sell Bibles. 
And I'm telling you, that episode starts out with the it's the funniest opening ever to anything ever. And they walk up to Bubbles first, and they wake him up. In his, it's when he's living in the van in front of uh, J-Rock's uh, mom's place because they just burnt down the shed, and they put some weed plants in there. And anyway, he's living in the van, and uh, they show up there and wake him up. You know, he's just coming out. And that's about the Bible and about and she's like, have you ever read the Bible? And he goes, I don't know. It depends. And he goes, and, the, and then the guy looks at him. And goes, Can you read, my son? And Bubba goes, I don't know. That depends too. Can you go fuck yourself? That's that's that shit killed me. Maybe best. maybe maybe next episode we'll like uh, do like top ten best like uh, bubbles moments and then like uh, list for other characters. Yeah, yeah, that we could we could do something like that. That'd be cool. But yeah, like I don't know. He just that shit killed me. And then. I mean, this is one of the episodes that has it all. I think this is what this one started at number one. It's the first episode I watched, and I put it right at number one. It slowly worked its way down to eight, but like I at the beginning thought, like this is probably one of my favorite episodes. Um, it still made it to top ten, I'll tell you that. But I assumed it was going to be higher on the ten. But anyway, because um, it has so much to it, more than just the humor. Like if you remember, you know, they just. Uh, screwed Bubbles over by burning down a shed. So they're not really friends at the moment. Yet Bubbles knows that this, these people are up to shit, even though they're, they totally got uh, Julian fooled, the, bl- the cute blonde, and uh, Leahy's too busy. Like, no one's watching. And they're running around robbing everybody. And there's, like, there's that scene where uh, finally Randy and Leahy are, are watching them too, and then they're by that the garbage can, remember? And then you, they hear it, and then the lid pops open. There's Bubbles sitting there. Yeah. And and they're like, Bubbles, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm, I'm watching these two. I don't fucking trust them. And they're like, why Why do you care about Ricky and Julian? They don't care about you. And he goes, well, you know, and it basically has one of those moments where it's, you know, they're, they're my friends and my family. And it doesn't matter if they're not thinking about me at the moment. Like, I love them and I'm going to watch out for them and I don't care. And I was just such like, you know, of course he says it totally differently than that. That's not what he says. But uh, it was just beautiful. It's one of those moments where like, it's one of those moments where like there's actually a message you can hear from trailer park boys if you're listening about you know stand up for those that you love regardless if they're being a dick or not you know what i'm saying it's okay uh, uh, we're all gonna get mad at each other occasionally you know that's just the way it is when you're family even if they so, get your egg rolls even if they forget to get you egg rolls that's right <laughs> and he, he does he has that little talk there at the end with him about that he mentions that to him and goes that's why but i love it dude and then like Fucking where they go, uh, to, all right, we're going to go to the strip club to get all the stuff back. Remember, Bubbles, I'm going to go get the rock pile. And fucking they pull yeah. up and fucking J-Rock jumps out like he's hard as shit. Rock pile up in this ma. Is there up in there, bro? Rock pile is about to fuck some shit up, boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a great episode. I love that one. All right. My number seven was Working Man. It's all because of the latter ha- the latter third of the episode where – the standoff, Jim Lee's wearing the dress and he's got explosives and guns and there's that whole exchange between him and Ricky. Mm-hmm. It's going to be me, yes, or you, no. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's one of the greatest dialogue of, of the whole series. That was so well written. Oh, I know. I, I absolutely love that episode. Absolutely love it. I mean, the whole thing. I mean, kidnapping Rita McNeil, all of that, you know, like – and it was a great demonstration of what a great actor John Dunsworth was because he convey, conveyed really well that this character he's playing, basically that's all his stress kind of culminating into one moment from all the, the previous episodes. This guy's just cracking, and and you totally bought it. You know, it like came out in the voice, the face, everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is a man who's just lost his mind. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see here. My number seven. That's where we're on, right? Yeah, number seven. Uh, where the fuck is Oscar Goldman? Yeah, that's that's uh, it's one of my favorites too. Yeah, so I, Ricky tears apart the kitchen because he thinks they kidnapped the chicken. <laughs> oh, oh, you don't know? You still don't know? He's ripping yeah. doors off the refrigerator, <laughs> fucking cabinets off, like <laughs> the fucking the 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 oven door rips that shit off. I think fucking. <laughs> <laughs> That shit is hilarious, and uh, you know, but no, but like, uh, I'm a big Ray fan, and yes, it, you know, I love Ray too. I mean, yeah, Mr. Leahy is one of my is probably my favorite, of course. It's no real hidden secret, Scoop Dad Leahy. I mean, come on, but like being named Ray in real life, like I always kind of liked Ray anyway, and you know, every time I sit down and listen to Ray, when Ray gives his moments of wisdom, like there's one of the ones he says in uh, uh, what episode was it? Shoot, I can't remember. I just recorded it earlier. Well, anyway, but anytime you hear it, it's like it's so funny. A buddy, buddy of mine, he'll t- he'll call me up and be like, dude, or like when we're watching, be like, dude, that so sounds like something you'd say to 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 your boy or something at some point. <laughs> sounds like some sort of advice you'd give. And I was like, yeah, you're right. But um, things with Ray, I, I really like it. It's like you get to watch Ray in this just totally pretend like you know he can track this chicken, and he's like, man, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, you know, I just doing it for the free liquor, you know. He's like, you get to hear that, you know. Yeah, but then, and then they go and they find the, the mushroom outside the lady. He's like, fucking, the cock is is male chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Decided, it's dude. fucking chicken. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. It bubbles. I remember he's scared shitless, dude. Uh, so this one um, is another one that I had to debate real hard uh, with, with another episode um, that was going to fit in here. And it was another one of my honorable mentions. And it was the previous episode leading into this one which i truly truly loved also and it almost uh took the slot uh but is uh high definition piss jugs yeah that's a good one yes six is my favorite season so i'm not yes i'm i love six well you know four five are really good you know uh i think i think five you know i'm not sure actually I'm really not sure. I'd have to check that out and see what actually which season is my favorite. Like it's hard. Uh, but but yeah. So back to what I was saying. Um, you know, and then when you when you have to go watch uh, uh, Jacob um, try to kidnap the other chicken, and he's fucking, you know, the chicken beats him up a little bit, and fucking Ricky's like, dude, are you telling me a chicken's smarter than you? And he's like, no, <laughs> but he might be tougher. <laughs> he like, is actually. You know, he totally is. He kicks chicken's butt, bro. Uh, oh, and then how about when they're trying to peel out of there? And he's like, yeah, I'm a doctor. This is my doctor car. Get in the car. And he goes to peel out backwards. Just that one tire starts spinning, and they can't even get out of there. <laughs> second second episode, Trevor lost his shirt. The other one was yeah. where Ricky's like, let, let me have your shirt. And he wipes some sweat off his face and throws it away. <laughs> inside the trip. All right, so my number six is propane, propane. And it's all because of that part where Lay's like, Propane, 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 and there's si- bubbles is singing along with them, just trying to get rid of them. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and how about like at the end there, you know, he freaking blows up Ricky. That's right. Yeah, in a dress too. <laughs> and Ricky goes to leave at the beginning of Working Man. Uh, if you remember that, because because Working Man is the very next episode. It's the beginning of Working Man. Ricky goes to leave, and. Uh, Barb's like, you can't, because that's when he's banging Barb. And that's why Leahy tries to kill him and blow him up. 
and uh, freaking Barb's like, you can't leave. And Ricky Turner goes, dude, it's just a little bit of fires, no big deal, a little explosions, no big deal. Like, you know, gotta go take care of this stuff. You know, I got. Then he's, he goes, I gotta go take care of Leahy. I gotta figure out, I gotta save my dope plants. I gotta name of all this shit. And he goes, and I gotta get something to eat. <laughs> that was good. Priorities, yeah. Right. Um, let's see here. My number six. Uh, three good men are dead. Season seven, episode three. Oh, that, the, was that the fuck goofs? Uh, uh, no, 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 no. That's the one where uh, – this is why. This one actually is, is a pretty big episode, okay? Because if you remember, season seven is where Phil becomes a regular character. Uh, yeah. In episode one, he showed – remember, they're, they're going to um, uh, – you know, that, which that episode uh, almost made it too because that's the beginning where Bubble's like, water bongs are so smooth, get you high, you don't even know it, you know? And then they, he, he shows up to sell the mackerel to him. Like, I love that scene, you know? But anyway uh, – um, in this episode, uh, it's the one where he comes to the park. Uh, Jacob gets introduced as his son to Randy for the first time. So Jacob's introduced, and that's when Jacob becomes a main character. And as we know, Jacob goes on to be like a super main character. I mean, shit, he's Mo's dad. Like, uh, so that's another reason why it had to make the list, in my opinion. Like the big episode for that. It's also where uh, uh, Phil uh, shows Randy the trailer, and they discuss the Dirty Burger for the first time. And um, the Dirty Burger is huge to me. I love the Dirty Burger. Matter of fact, I play the I play the Trailer Park Boys uh, Greasy Money app game, and that's that was my first business I had maxed out. Like, I love like I love me the Dirty Burger. I can't. I want to get a Dirty Burger T-shirt and everything. Like, I love me some Dirty Burger. Is that at the uh, episode where he fired Randy and said Sweaty Bitch was high? No, no, that's a little bit later. That's that's after they actually get it started. At this point, it's still it's still just a trailer. It's still a, uh, a camper. It's not even the Dirty Burger yet. Uh, anyway, and then um. And then they, that's when they're in there talking about it. They see through the window George Green and Ted beating up um, oh, yeah. Jim with the phone books. And they go in there to stop them or see what's going on, and they get beat up. And then they, then George and Tom spill the barbecue and the liquor. And, and then that's when Bubbles comes in and thinks they're having a crazy, greasy liquor cheeseburger party, and it got out of control. And then they try to kill. So then they set them up by convincing Ray to get beat up by baseball bats Uh for some liquor <laughs> again ray will yeah. do it for some liquor that sounds like me i'll fucking do it for some liquor fuck it yeah jason i'll come down and eat a fucking bunch of super hot peppers with you just a jerky face melter challenge sure just give me some liquor sure no problem you know <laughs> but anyway uh go ahead good all right uh, my next one number five is if you love something set it free so we we discussed it before but uh, part at the end where they're actually getting choked up I'm not fucking crying. I actually get a little bit emotional with them. Like when he says, go after her. So that that's, I found that a very affecting part of the episode. So that's the one where we, uh, we meet uh, Steve French, correct? Steve French. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's a big episode. I like it. Good choice, man. I love Steve French. (laughs) Pet, but yeah. When I got my, my kitty Vince, the pins, um, that was the other name that I almost named him was Steve French. Uh, but because he looks just like Vince Depends, I decided that I was going to run with that and just call him Vince Depends. Um, where are we at here? Number five? Yeah. Odd. Number five. Horrorgeddon. Season eight, episode five. Oh, yeah, yeah. Horrorgeddon. That's the one where it's Steve Rogers' bachelor party, and he comes, and they the uh, the Dirty Dancer is just up and running. Shedding uh, uh, shed Breakfast is just up and running. Um, and... Uh, 
they come in and have that big and then uh, he uh, Julian convinces Bubbles to let him rent out the sheds and then gets the crab infestation. Fucking. Yeah. Uh, but at the very end of it, um, at the very, very end of it, uh, one of my favorite Leahy lines, one of my favorite things ever, and of course, I, of course I've had it uh, for, you know, before, is uh, Cyrus and Sam walk in there and that's when they go, hey, what's for breakfast, Leahy? You know, liquor ball sandwiches? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, I love that episode. Uh, there's something else that happened at the beginning, too. I can't remember now. See, I told you I should take better notes. <laughs> All right, so that was number five. Uh, number four is the kiss of freedom, all because of the part where Ricky had to kiss John uh, Jim Leahy's bare ass. Bare ass, right? Because uh, he didn't get the encyclopedia. He didn't get the trailer. So he bought yeah. the encyclopedias. That's right. He's thrown his money away and had the choice between buying very expensive encyclopedias and the uh, trailer. So he had... He had to set an example for his daughter so she wouldn't be stupid like him. <laughs> I, w- I would, if I got a chance to like interview Rob Wells, uh, one uh, probably the first question I would ask him is, "What was it like to kiss John Donsworth's bare ass?" <laughs> I would probably real liquor he was drinking. <laughs> and how high uh, does it rank on greatest memories of your life? <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> It wasn't fake. I mean, you could tell. I mean, lips made content. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, he kissed ass. But you know what? I mean, that's the thing. If you're doing a show, like, you know, I mean, if you're trying to, you know, you got to sell it. You got to make it real, right? It's just for acting. Like, it's it's not like you got to stick his, you know, finger up his butt or something. <laughs> you know? Like, Blackberry Kush. And if anyone goes over to our Trailer Park Boys Fan Federation Facebook page, there's uh, videos of me sampling some of those, plus a couple waxes and uh, uh, a weed, a flower uh, called egg roll. So uh, go check it out. Jail Park Boys Fan Federation on Facebook. <clears throat> Sorry. So and we're, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> Where were we? Uh, Where did we leave uh, off? Um, uh, I think you just did your four, correct? Uh, your, what was your four? My four, Super Bling Cowboy. Super Bling Cowboy. Boy, yes, Snoop Dogg, yeah. Season 10, episode 8. It's it's a great episode. It's another one of those where you get a little message. Snoop Dogg lays it on. Remember, Bubbles has got to do the, the, the concert. Fucking, they're all of there fighting over bullshit. Snoop Dogg lets them know, like, hey, you need to do this. But it's also one of my favorites because I love Drunk Leahy. I used to always love watching it, and I'd drink with him and get drunk and watch it. But I loved him and Leslie drunk together in that episode, especially when they're like, they're they're playing the game of like who can get the breathalyzer higher, <laughs> and fucking, uh, and then they're trying to figure out how to get back in the park. And that's when he, you know, he's he goes, I'm just gonna let the liquor figure it out. You know, we'll let the liquor figure out how we're gonna get in there, and then. Julian shows up to get him and goes, I need you guys to come back to the park because, remember, uh, Tom Arnold and them and Snoop wanted to see 10 out of 10 drunk Leahy. So he shows, Julian shows up, oh, I'll bring you to the park. And fucking, you want me to come to the park? And then he looks, that's me look at Liz and he's like, the liquor figured it out. The liquor figured it out. The liquor figured it out. <laughs> yes. And it's good. He is the liquor. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, so my number three is uh, I fucking miss Corey and Trevor. Uh, two of the, the two key things. One was Bubbles when they get him from the freezer. He's like, very cold, 
very cold. And they put the bread to his cheeks, and he's like, oh, that feels heavenly and so warm. That's right. That's also the one where in the beginning, remember, they're stealing meat, and fucking – and he was like, he's over the PA. The water bog is so smooth, it gets you high, you don't even really know it till it's too late. Fucking, oh, the song, uh, the song that he was playing. That there was once a, a chain of um, convenience stores in the Atlantic Canada called Green Gables, similar to Seven Eleven, and that song was their their the radio jingle that they created, also for really? TV. as well, yeah. So that's what he that's what he was playing. <laughs> uh, I always kind of wondered what that was. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, they got a lot. Yeah, they got a lot of references to the local culture there, like Moon Mist ice cream, which is really good. I haven't had it since I was like three or four years old. The last time I actually, uh, well, not the last time I lived there, but yeah, I was living in Dartmouth, which is where the the show is shot, and I remember having that ice cream. It's really fucking good. Um, let me see. My next one is uh, oh, and another thing about I fucking miss Corey and Trevor is actually the the moment where Julian says to Ricky, you miss Corey and Trevor, don't you? And he admitted it. He kind of got choked up a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. After all years of abuse, he finally admits to you, like, yeah, he kind of likes them. Yep, I totally remember that. Let's right. see here. Uh, my turn, right? Number three? Yeah. Uh, let the liquor do the thinking. So which one was this? Of the liquor? Uh, no, let the liquor do the thinking. It yeah. is uh, season seven, episode eight. Um, it's it's the one where uh, Leahy uh, is back off the wagon. He, he's going liquor drunk crazy. And he runs up to Randy and ties him up. Remember, he's in the police car. He ties him up with the hose and throws him in the back. He's going to go commit suicide. They're going to drive it off the cliff. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but they end up getting back together um uh, as the as the police car falls off the edge and freaking they're like and he, and he's like fuck it bud let's go down and see what kind of liquor we can salvage you know uh it, it's also the one um where uh if i remember correctly it's the one where uh lucy uh gets arrested there's their ganking luggage uh at the um at the airport with j-rock and and he was Leahy, Leahy shows up there and pepper sprays heard everybody there remember that yeah that's right we was at ricky was jealous and shit yeah yeah but they were making out and shit and fucking um it's also the one where ray sends the letter up it's it's right after they went down to uh maine and so they got the swayze express and that's where bubbles gets the newspaper and freaking so he goes to uh uh, that's got his picture in it so he goes to lucy and them because they're they're doing uh the the clothing and everything and he dresses up that's when he becomes the scorpion Scorpion, yeah Yeah, and fucking and then at the end that's the one where because this is where Leahy finally breaks the treaty because remember they got the peace treaty for a while so he's on the roof they go to get all the dope because they're going to go put in a box to send it to sebastian bach and then freaking Leahy's on the roof with the gun, and and Julian's like, man, what happened? What up? What happened to the treaty? And fucking Leahy's like, the liquor's more powerful than any treaty. You know that, Julian. <laughs> and uh, the fucking has their, he goes, who's your little fucking weirdo friend in the wig? Nice disguise, Bubs. Because <laughs> Bubbles is standing there just like, he's like, it's not Bubbles. It's I'm the Scorpion from the desert. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. And then he fucking he takes off. And then as they're leaving, they're like, "Fuck, you know what? The liquor's gonna let you down, Jim." And he looks at him and goes, "The liquor's gonna let me down, Julian." <laughs> yeah, the liquor don't let you down, buddy. <laughs> and uh, if you remember, at the very beginning, that's that's also because uh, he had, uh, Ricky had 
the trailer. That's when he was living with all the weed hang- all over the trailer. And then they had the the raccoons or the rakins as he calls it. And he has the Cher- the crow oh. Cheryl, the crow Cheryl, Cheryl Crow that lived in the weed nest in the freaking foam power power line right outside. Yeah. <laughs> Randy went up there to get the weed. From yeah, he's, yeah, Dr. that's when that's when the episode starts. Is Randy's up there plucking buds out of Cheryl Crow's nest. <laughs> Uh, right. My number two is high definition piss jugs. My favorite part is when Ricky reveals his business is called Garbage Land. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> garbage Land. <laughs> yeah, dude. And it's, I mean, it's so sad because poor Bubbles, all he wants to do is promote Kitty Land, you know. <laughs> and then, shit. I mean, and it's great because it's one of the ones where Jim's pretending to be drunk, but he's actually not. And so, uh, which I mean, he, in real life, he never is, but. But uh, but you get my point. Like he's not actually drunk in that episode. He's just putting on a show because he's trying to get catch the guys in the act. And he's driving around. And remember, they're sitting there doing the first interview. And he drives by uh, behind Steve Rogers, drinking the bottle and shit. Or <laughs> well, it was just one of the eccentrics. Barb says. I found out a certain trucker is living in the dump. How's yeah. it going to be a loser, Ray? Uh, you know what? Honestly, out of all the moves ever, all the stunts, all the bullshit Leahy's ever done, that is the one and only time that I get a little upset. Oh, yeah. Maybe cause, maybe because it's Ray, you know, maybe because I'm, you know, my name's Ray. I don't know, but it's like if you watch, like just before that, Ray looks at him and goes, "Hey, buddy, can you not?" And he goes, "No problem, bud." And like they, two men alone, and he shakes on it. Like that should, like that should have been like, all right, I'm not gonna, you know, because. You know, it's not like he was even drunk either. Like he was sober, and so it's like, uh, like I'm always like, uh, like because you were alone, like you, you know, you guys weren't fighting, and you like, you guys were being nice, and you made a deal, and you shook hands, and like you should, you should honor that, in my opinion. But my favorite, uh, my favorite but, moment is uh, um, the place I'm going to. It's, it's nature and it's beautiful beyond your wildest dreams, and then they juxtapose to to the place you stand. Hey, Ricky, don't tell anybody I'm living at the dump. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Uh, all right, all right. Well, real quick before I do my last number two, I want to do my final um, honorable mention real quick. I'm going to have to talk about it, but, but real quick. Uh, it was uh, a liquor captain never abandons a sinking shit ship. Oh, and yeah. season 11, episode eight, that's the one where they're trying to sell the weed, and then the the uh, the freaking i don't remember who was put up the sign and the signs are wrong it's talking about free weed you know instead of free wood or something that's where they try to make the, 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 the joke about that and then at the end of it um i just i don't know i just the way that Leahy and randy are locked in that little uh, uh camper floating on the water drinking yeah, yeah. if it wasn't for that one gunshot that went off through the floor like like that just seems like such a happy little time to me like i would love to be like locked like my buddy kevin like if we just had our own little trailer float on the water just locked in there with a bunch of liquor ah, i'd be happier in hell you know it'd just be so much fun <laughs> but anyway uh my number two uh is actually a two-parter um and uh i put them together because they're they go completely together first at this episode and you, they're actually both on your list so we don't have to talk about them too much but it's propane propane and working men which are season four episodes seven and eight the last two episodes of the season uh, yes, I, I love those episodes. Just the way Leahy is, the, the propane, propane thing. Like it's so much fun. It's so funny the way he blows up Ricky, freaking the way they go after him, the way Ricky kidnaps. Uh, uh, oh shit, I forgot her name. And I just knew her name earlier. Uh, uh, but it has him out working there, and they're singing in the field, and and and. Rita McNeil, yeah. Yeah, Rita McNeil. Yeah. By the way, 
I went to a McNeil concert when I was 10 years old. Really? Singer from Nova Scotia, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I looked her up uh, because of that episode, you know, but yeah. My first Um, concert. Your first? My very first concert, yeah. Wow. My very... Building, yeah. Really? My very first concert was uh, John Cougar Mellencamp, but I was like three or something, so I don't really remember it. Like, the first concert that I remember picking my K tickets to go to uh, was uh, Metallica and Korn when I was like 14. Oh, um, my goodness. That. Yeah. Yeah, that was badass. Back in like, it was, it was, uh, it was New Year's uh, night. Uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. It was the New Year's Eve night, like the night before. Um, and it was freaking. 1996, I think. 96, yeah. I think that's what yeah, I'm like both those bands. Dating myself now, yeah. But uh, but yeah, dude, that's great. But you're right. And then just the way that episode. Remember, they're they're driving out down the road in the dark, and uh, Ricky's smoking the joint in the cab, and freaking, you know, hot boxing bubbles can't see. Ricky tells him to turn the lights off, and he's like, oh yeah, I'll just navigate this big truck down this little road in the dark with no lights, whatever. And that's when they they hit Corey and Trevor and smash them. Oh and yeah. And then when they finally get all the weed, they tow them out of there, and then the chain snaps, and that's what causes the big accident that gets them out. And that's where the standoff was, yeah, laid. He's got all the dynamite around his, his neck, and oh, dude, that shit was so funny. <laughs> and uh, then, yeah, but yeah, all right, go ahead. Yeah, my number one is where in the fuck is Oscar Goldman? Because the part where Ricky starts tearing apart the kitchen because he thought that lady kidnapped the chicken. That cracks me up every time. That's just one piece that uh, never fails to make me laugh, and I've seen it many, many times. Oh, yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. That shit is so hilarious. Uh, Probably all right. a really good physical comedian. I think he's... Oh, yeah, he's great at falling over things right. and tripping. You know, they all kind of... I mean, him and uh, John really are, oh, are yeah. exceptional at it. I mean, I've never seen a man fall down the stairs like... like you know, yeah. John, John yeah, is just so good at it. Oh. He kept his balance too, and he was like in his 60s when he did that. So that's yeah. something too. Yeah. And Rob Wells falling down the hills. You know, like oh. when he, like, <laughs> and uh, yes, yes, I remember that. That's just so good. Uh, all right, my number one is another two-parter because they go together. Uh, and the first part, the first, I am the liquor, followed by the shit blizzard, which is. Uh, season five, episodes nine and ten, which are the last two episodes, because I Am the Liquor is the one where they, he's uh, sitting around, he's, he's starting to get all you know the names on the, the bottles, and fucking uh, he's wanting to set them up. He's, he's he's got he's living in Julian's grandma's trailer. It's where he's got he's got a for sale sign on it, and he, he gets Julian to uh, uh, give him all the money to, for the trailer, which Ricky gave him to bail out Ray because Ray's in jail at the time, and then. Fucking Ricky double stab or double crosses him, and uh, I mean Julian does and, and like pays for the trailer. And then remember uh, Leahy used that money. He's like, here I got a hundred dollars for food, I got fourteen hundred dollars for liquor, and I got six thousand dollars to bail out some more shit puppets because we need more shit puppets for our play. But shit puppets gotta be angry shit puppets, and shit puppets are gonna get other shit. Oh, Cyrus. Yeah, the Flatbush yes. brothers. He, yeah. But he bails out Cyrus and the flat. Remember, he's driving by later on drinking a liquor, and they're because he now knows about the hash drive. That's where he gets the video game machine. Has Corey and Trevor come over, tell him about the hash driveway, fucking, oh, and then 
And then uh, Ricky and, and Julian catch Leahy driving around. You fuck call the cops. What are you gonna do now, Leahy? Get, get, quit with the bullshit. And he goes, Oh, I did something much worse than call the cops. And drives <laughs> off. And they're like, What the fuck? What You're does that mean? You know? It's Cyrus. Yeah. And it would fuck off. Yeah. And then that's that thing. That episode leads into the shit lizard where they come into the park and they have that shit. Remember Leahy paints the. Yeah. There's a, a cowboy riding a cock on the trailer that's got my name with an arrow pointing at it, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. and Ricky's name at the bottom, you know, and fucking, uh, that shit. Hey, we're here. Uh, we got the car. We want our hash. We're not looking for any problems, but we don't mind making some, you know, like, fucking that shit was gold. And then, and then they, they start having that shootout over the hash driveway. The bubble starts crying. And fucking Ricky's – Ricky proposes is so great. Dude. He's like, all right, let's put down the guns. Let's have a good old fat – Bubbles is crying. Let's just have a fist fight, everybody. All right, we'll put down the guns. We'll have a fist fight. Good old fist fight, both. You know? <laughs> and then they uh, finally, you know, give him the stuff. And then as they're leaving, freaking Corey and uh, uh, Trevor get that argument about because who's fucking up and who's not. And then fucking Corey shoots at him. And the big shootout happens. And then Ricky has that heart attack. And fucking oh, – yeah. oh, dude, all kinds of stuff happens, man. And then fucking George Green and Ted show up, and then Corey and Trevor get shot. They're in the trunk. Ricky's having a heart attack, and they start yelling, Cyrus, stop shooting. There's people hurt over here. Well, <laughs> my favorite Ted moment, when uh, he said to, to Randy, we'd like to go cross-country skiing later on. We're yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that was horrible. Doing sexual. Uh, oh, Ricky also dies in that episode. Oh, oh, yeah. Is that the one where he ended up in a coma for a while? No, no, no. This is the one where he dies from the heart attack behind the car, and then uh, Leahy gives him mouth-to-mouth and brings him back. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Normally they revive him by puffing, blowing weed smoke into him, but yeah, yeah. that was the time where CPR was used. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. That's, uh, that's our top ten list. Um, we'll be posting the episode in the Facebook group, so maybe other people can list their favorite episodes. And this is uh, this is it for Raymond and I. So to sign off, I'm gonna say, fuck off. We got work to do. Hey.